0: Can you like edit out all the girls' names I'm about to say in this song? I really don't want them to get mad at me.
1: Hey friends, welcome to Still With You. My name is Coley Browning and I am the host of this podcast. I am so excited that you're joining me for another episode. Last year on season two of Still With You, so many of you loved hearing from my entertaining friend, artist Arthur Rocker. You can listen to my original conversation with him on episode 30. This week we have reunited and are bringing some real talk to the table. In this chat with Arthur, we discuss the vibe and very tender topics of race and reconciliation, social justice, scripture, and counseling, a practice Arthur and I are new to, but have both benefited tremendously from. X Marks the Spot is his new shiny single he released over the summer, and you know that I had to ask him about new music he is creating. I cannot wait for you guys to hear all about that and more. In having an honest and open conversation about faith and race, it is crucial for me to share that I'm on a journey of growing and learning how I can be an advocate and accomplice for my friends of color. The words I use and sentences that I have formed that make up this conversation are not perfect, but they are honest, real, and an invitation for you to Do not let fear stop you from speaking up, even imperfectly like me, about the things that matter most. It is still my favorite goal to make all of my friends fans of Arthur Rocker. If you are not already, welcome to the party. Arthur is one of the best people and you will love his energetic, empathetic, genuine, and joyous presence. I am so glad you are joining us this week. Let's get to the real talk with my inspiring friend, artist Arthur Rocker.
0: Oh, you got your notes ready.
1: These are the topics just I want to hit okay. because they're so random. Animation, X Marks the Spot, Quarantine, okay. Carmen, Black okay. Lives okay. Matter movement, okay, and Disney. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> so We have a few huge collection of like things that I want to get up. Number one, like, how are you doing? And like, where are you at? Tell me all the things.
0: I'm good right now. It's not as crazy anymore in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Things are finally kind of getting back to normal. I was working at Disney and then Disney shut down and we're all still furloughed. They're not really having entertainment at Disney right now. So mm-hmm. I got another job.
1: Where are you working now?
0: I'm working at a restaurant right okay. now. So
1: And but that hurts my heart for you because I know that's where your true love is, is to be with people and entertaining. And is there any hope on the future for when you guys are going to be
0: allowed back? It's looking good now. I think people are finally feeling comfortable with going to disney the numbers keep going up every weekend we were pretty bummed because halloween got canceled and that's big for like entertainment at disney because they have so many shows and parades and stuff so christmas is what i'm hoping for
1: oh that's so much the theme of 2020 where you're like Oh, tell me that we're going to be fine by Easter and like everything is still shut down. And then you're like, "Oh, tell me that things are going to be okay by Thanksgiving. Like we won't have to wear a mask by Thanksgiving. I will be rooting hard for you guys that you guys will have Christmas. We're going to talk about it, but you also just released a single, by the way. I love it.
0: Do you? Okay. Yes, it's so
1: good. You are a lyricist. You can't get any richer lyrics, the layers upon layers and it's just so oh, good. thank I you. Yes.
0: Thank you. Yeah. That song is really funny because a lot of people keep asking me, why'd you put that out? Why now? It's funny because I literally wrote that whole song almost three years ago. It was the night that Thank You Next came out by Ariana Grande. And I listened to it and I was like, this is a good idea. And I literally wrote it three years ago.
1: Are every name that is in that song, is that a real person? Okay, Yeah, they're
0: real people. Did you ask
1: permission or (laughs) did you just go for it?
0: I did not. Originally, I wrote all the names. And then when we recorded it and finished it, I said, I think I want to take out the names because if you listen to the song you can still hear in every name there's like a scratch because yeah we were going to scratch out all the names but then I was like, I don't know. I think it sounds better though with the names. So I'm just going to keep it in.
1: That was really brave of you to do and really cool. And honestly, I'll be real. If I was someone on the receiving end of that, I'd be like, I got my name put in a song. Like, yeah. And
0: And all the girls were super cool about it after it came out. And they're like, oh, I love it. That was refreshing. And it was cool. Well, even
1: like musically, that is so, you just such a job well done. Like, you always seem to have your layer of perfection and just like, your style on whatever you do, and it's the obvious question: Like, do you? Yeah, do you have an album coming out, or like an EP or something to follow?
0: There was going to be an EP, but COVID happened and literally messed up everything. I was almost done with the fourth song, planning on having maybe five or four songs on the EP. Yeah, and COVID happened, so we had to literally stop all production.
1: I remember seeing online you working with a choreographer. Was that also in correlation with the EP? When I
0: came Came to Orlando the second time. The first time I came back from Orlando, you and I did an interview. Yes. Yeah, I was pretty bummed just being back in Pensacola, and I knew I wanted to be back at Disney. When I got the job as a performer there, I was really intentional about my time in Orlando, so I really wanted to... I don't know, find a music scene in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And then I found this music agency, DME Orlando, which stands for Dream Walker Evolution. I think I got in with them, which is amazing. And they've been teaching me, it's called artist development. I learn more about music with them. I get to record with them. They help me with like my stage presence and just turn me into a pop star. Which yeah. is what I
1: want. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like enhancing your natural abilities. Do you mind sharing, like, and reminding me how no. old are you? How old are you?
0: I'm 23.
1: Okay, so you're you're young. Yeah. Then. Okay, cool. COVID has put mm-hmm. a new EP, new music on the back burner, but that still is coming. Yes. Okay.
0: Probably in twenty twenty one now, but it will be coming out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is so that's really exciting. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Can you do you have any small details you can share or like no? And that's fine if not.
0: Okay. I can say this. A lot of the songs are very much like X Marks the Spot. It sounds like a pop song, but it doesn't sound like, I guess, a modern pop song. Yeah. It's really funky. A lot of the songs on the EP have that type of feel.
1: I am already a big fan of the new single, so that makes me all the more excited. Like, I can't wait. I really am excited.
0: Thank you, yeah.
1: You mentioned earlier, you said you had an awakening within 2020 or like a rebirth. I don't even know where this is going, so do share.
0: It goes everywhere. So (laughs) it was crazy because here in Orlando, we found the news out that Disney was shutting down because of COVID. They told us originally that it would be like a week or so or like two weeks or something. And then the next day it was done. We just shut down. Like nobody went back to Disney after that. All of Orlando literally shut down. All my friends that I was friends with here went back home. So I was stuck oh, no. in this house for like two months.
1: Oh, wow. Because I couldn't
0: even go to Target or Walmart unless I woke up at like 5 a.m. Those 5 were the over, At that time, like Target and Walmart were only open from like, I don't know, it was like weird times. Okay. And yeah. they would only let 20 people go in. So you had to wake up like super early just to get to Target or Walmart. And so I literally was at home. It's funny because I hate 2020 so much, but I love it because in these few months of quarantine, I feel like I have been taught the most about my life, Mm. just about life in general. Yeah. My faith, what Arthur believes in, who Arthur is, or my family or my city back home in Pensacola.
1: Quarantine, in my experience and what I've heard other people say, is that it could have been someone's dream come true or their nightmare. And to me, it was a nightmare in the beginning. I remember having a meltdown, but as things continued to move on and move forward, I felt like I had a similar experience. What started as a nightmare turned into an experience that I just kind of like molded into like really diving deep in the word and like journaling and really kind of figuring out who I was too so yeah so tell me more like what what did you learn and what did god show you
0: here we go here it is so it was crazy because when it happened originally i was like oh this is kind of cool i've been constantly dancing at disney for like a year every single day and i was super tired and it was like a little vacation like a little break and then like a month in probably april That's when I wasn't feeling it anymore. (laughs) I think at that moment was when everybody really figured out that we're going to be shut down for a while. But I felt like every single person was stuck at home and had no choice but to listen to everything. Yeah, And all of us were taking in the same information. For me, usually, if something bad happens in the news... I can tune it out, can go to work or listen to something else. But I couldn't do that during quarantine. Yeah. That was really frustrating for me. When the Ahmad Aubrey killing happened? Yeah. That was really weird for me, but to be completely honest with you, it wasn't that weird for me. As a Black kid from Pensacola, Florida, and just listening to the news and knowing what goes on, it's sad to say, but I feel like that happens every day. Mm. And so that was weird. But then when the George Floyd killing happened, that's when I started kind of wrestling with myself because I noticed people back home that I grew up with, people that I went to church with, teachers that I had at school. It was, it was just a lot of hateful things that just came to the surface that I never knew was a thing with them.
1: Would you see things that they would post online or even people that would communicate with you that were sending that were respectful? Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was definitely both because I would see a lot of things that they would post online. And a lot of people would call me and ask me how I was doing how I was feeling with all of this. Yeah, and I would tell them and it was weird because the people that called me And their response to it, I would have never expected it because they all were Christians. Uh And these were people I grew up with. And I don't know, it was weird. And I think I really wrestled with what does it really mean to be a Christian? What does it really mean to be a Black kid? What does it really mean to be Arthur? And that was really difficult, I think.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say that I'm so sorry for the things that you had to hear and the things that you saw for what you saw online and even people who did not act appropriately like you did not deserve yeah. that at all. It's interesting that that's what you had to share because that was one of the things on my list was I've been asking my friends specifically in this season cuz I feel like we've had a world awakening not to say that racism and these things like you said that you yeah. fortunately had to grow up seeing this and it, you were like oh it happens all the time like it shouldn't be that way. And so I don't want to pretend like that's not been happening, but I think our world was like shaken and being, and I think we all were presented a choice. I genuinely, this is my personal opinion, but I think all were presented a choice of saying this happened. Like, what are we going to do about it? You're either for us or you're against it, you know, and like, mm, also yes, that, yeah. and forgive me if I'm struggling to find the words to share this, yeah. because it's been everything that you've just said of that I've been one of those people who I knew that racism and that that existed, but I honestly wasn't truly awakened to it and honestly was being very lazy about learning from voices that w- look different than me grew up differently than me live different life experiences than me. And so well, I made an intentional shift in my own life to study more about the history of Black culture and also put my mm. around some voices that have different life experiences than me. I was one of those people that I, w- I saw th- it presented to me. And I was like, how can I, being a Christian, not do something?
0: I agree with you because I think that was me as well, even though I am Black. Because I think growing up in Pensacola, you kind of just become numb to Hmm. racism or the culture you see it every day so you don't think twice about it so when all of this happened i didn't know what to do because i felt like i was taught to not say anything about it i don't know just pray about it there was a lecrae quote that i read and it's me right now he's talking about um like being a Christian and being a Christian artist. But he said there was a time that he lost his religion, but he found his faith. Yeah, And I think that's definitely what I did during quarantine. Like seeing what does Jesus really say about racism? Or what does Jesus really say about women? Or just all these, I guess, hateful things that I've been taught. What does the Bible really say about this?
1: Did you turn to speakers, like le- le- like different searching different topics? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, I was going to ask you, you just like went straight to the word cuz mine was a little bit of both where I would yeah. listen to someone Do you know who Tyler Burns is? Have you ever heard Yeah, of him? uh-huh. Okay. So I've been listening to pass the mic and he has been, oh my goodness. I am so grateful for him. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. I have not been brave yeah. enough to like reach out to him yet. I've met him, but um, he does not know who I am, but like, I'm such a big fan of his work. <laughs> and so anyway, he has been such a amazing voice in my life where I just literally like in the midst of this whole awakening, like I just keep going back mm-hmm. to him and I'm like, thank you so much for sharing this and also I know that you have to be exhausted sharing all of mm, this all yeah. the time and continuing to educate every single one of your white friends like I'm so sorry yeah. and um Jamar Tisby is the co-host for Pass the Mic. I've listened to other podcasts and speakers and I've even attended like an online event and did stuff so I would partner that along with what I was reading in the word. That mm-hmm. helped me so much cuz then I felt like I knew what where to go and then find it in the word, you know? Yeah. And God speaks I really so to. specifically about justice, by the way,
0: for exactly. all of our friends. Like I, was I am not even that. kidding. Like it is so <laughs> evident. Yes. I was just about to say that because I really tried to look at Jesus and when he was on earth and his ministry yeah. and like what happened and what situations happened that he had to speak up about just hateful things. And you see it. Happen so much in the Bible. He's constantly advocating for the homeless, the sick, the women, the people who are annoying. Yeah, absolutely. The church and the the Southern culture I grew up in was do not speak up about certain things mm. and do not talk about certain things. That's not right. Yeah, Jesus did the opposite of that.
1: Yeah, that and was, where I can yeah. feel like I, you were told do not. My level of conversation within, because I grew up in the middle of rural Missouri, I remember one or two black students who went to my school.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it was very much a white community. And so where you say, don't talk about it, there was just not a conversation happening mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. There was no awareness or exposure to that. My parents, they introduced me to different cultures. They did like as best they could with multiculturalism. And like, I remember like learning like Spanish as a kid, like learning a little bit of Spanish and like trying to educate me. And you know, they, we would go on vacations and travel and go to different cities and things, but the level of, in my school and also within my church, definitely like there was none of the where, oh, you don't talk about that. It was just like, oh, what is the reason to talk about that? Because it's not affecting us. And I say that with the heaviest heart because that is not okay. That's yeah. the problem. As I've been thinking about like my educational upbringing and everything. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I just now realized. But when I was in geography class in seventh grade, we did not study the continent of Africa.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Uh-huh And that was only a few years ago. I remember them pushing that off to the end, and they said that the borders of Africa are always changing, and so there's really no need for us to study that. Like, that is so not okay.:
0: I thought it was interesting, too, because I've had a lot of conversations about, about us growing up in school and just education. I remember being in elementary school, and we talked about Robert E. Lee. For a very long time. And we talked about how amazing of a guy Robert E. Lee was. And I remember that because I remember one day, actually, I got in trouble at school and I had to go to the principal's office. My principal said a quote that Robert E. Lee said. I don't remember what the Mm -hmm. quote was. He said, who said that quote, Arthur? And I was like, Robert E. Lee. And he said, yeah, I knew you knew that because y'all are studying Robert E. Lee right now. But I just thought that was so interesting. We talked about him for such a long time. Yeah. Out of all the people we could have learned about, you know?
1: If it weren't for the movement that's happening and been happening and my own personal awakening and God pressing on my heart, I don't think I would have ever taken the time to sit and think about how things could have been so very different. Honestly, what I genuinely missed out on in terms of learning the full richness and view of humanity, because I... In college, really? when I got to college, like I studied African American literature and I Loved it. I did my capstone project on the color purple and um, Toni Morrison's book *Beloved*. I use those. Okay. I mourn for the the what I lost of like not being exposed to that. Scene. Yeah,
0: me too. Yeah. I think it was really embarrassing for me <laughs> because I felt like I should have known about this. I think that really hurt me at the time. It kind of felt like I was robbed of that intentionally. I just was struggling with that a lot. Did you feel
1: like you betrayed yourself because you didn't know?
0: Yeah, exactly. As Arthur, the Black guy, I should have known this. But then a voice in my head would say, well, Arthur, the Christian knows that we're not supposed to care about stuff like this.
1: That breaks my heart because the conversation I've been having with myself is, okay, Coley, remember you were doing the best you can with what you knew. I think- Mm. I, as a 17 year old, 16 year old placed in the middle of rural Missouri with nothing but a white community, like I was doing the best I could with what I had there and thank God for the grace of God for being, Mm, having amazing voices and also for the Holy Spirit to be pushing me to know like, okay, like this is when you need to learn about this because now that you've had that conviction on your heart, like you can't run from it. I have that too, where I've definitely thought and more so mine has been where I think, okay, Coley, you love people and God has created you to love people and to know their worth and their value. How could you not have known? Like, what brings it more home to me is even in Ferguson, Missouri, when Michael Brown was mm-hmm. killed, I remember being in college and I didn't do anything. I'll be very honest. I didn't know that I could do anything. And I just honestly wasn't properly educated. And I didn't know that I should do anything. And I'm embarrassed to say that with what I know now and learning that like this is a marathon, not a sprint, that I'm Mm, like, I'm going to try to do better.
0: Exactly. I've been going to counseling now just because of the pandemic and what I went through in quarantine. And one of the things we talked about when I first started going was unlearning things. Wow. And how unlearning is one of the hardest things a human can do, but it's so necessary if you want to grow with anything. She was telling me that when somebody comes up to you and tells you something that your whole life you thought was real, was a fact, and they say that's not real, she essentially said it's like somebody punching you in the face. Like, that's the feeling you get when you hear somebody say that's not true, that you thought it was real your whole life. It's so hard to unlearn things that you were taught, but it's necessary to grow. And yeah, with anything,
1: it's like plowing a new row in your brain that exactly that you and it yeah. it hurts to do i'm proud of you for going to counseling it takes a lot of bravery but also it should be so normal we all it is, need yeah. Help. yeah we all need help with yeah. fitness for our mind like we work out our body like why would we not want to take care of our whole body exactly so i actually did start going to counseling in march too
0: i was not about it at all because i was on the same i guess mindset of you because i was like i'm not crazy I'm so glad I did it now and that I'm still doing it. Yeah.
1: I even noticed that my language has changed with how I treat other people. I'm much mm. more, I'm much more caring. I'm much more understanding and I'm more willing to forgive myself as well as other people. Wow. Yeah.
0: And you think you learned that just from going to counseling?
1: Yeah. Just by listening to how my counselor talks to me and how kind yeah. she is. And then also the homework just, having to be nicer to myself and not so hard on myself that's why I think I learned I probably will keep this in here because this is really good I don't know why I get yeah. so nervous about it because like
0: yeah I do, I do. sometimes yeah. I get nervous
1: about it of that stigma because my friends and my people know me where they're like okay Coley, you're not crazy like and they know this my story and they know where I'm yeah. this is a good natural growth step for me it is still so widely pungent where people are like, oh my gosh, I won't trust them. And it's like, no, you should trust me. This is a good, healthy step. It it is
0: like you said, it's just working out your brain. You know, same thing as going to the gym.
1: I know that you were talking about Ariana Grande and what I see you and how you do best, like often that lifestyle comes with its own challenges. And so I'm really proud of you for even investing in yourself professionally through that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. I keep telling my counselor, everybody needs to do this. This is so good.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I could not agree more yeah I think other things is it's more affordable than what you people think um my counselor it's a faith-based organization the pay is like sliding scale and I'm not ashamed to admit that because very much like girl on a budget here but also like I'm so grateful for organizations that are there to help people
0: we've been talking about me wanting to get back to performing yeah I've been trying to dance more I told her I said it's weird because for the first time in my life, I don't feel right hmm. doing it. And we've talked a lot about that because of the pandemic. I have an issue with being vulnerable, and I don't think that's good.
1: And in the career you're in, oftentimes the most vulnerable pieces that you share are the ones that people run to and, and glean from. Speak <laughs> on <laughs> it. Yeah. And so when you're saying you're fighting that, that is a very hard dance to do, especially with what you're you're presenting and sharing and is your career.
0: And it's funny too, because being in Orlando and at Disney and working with all these amazing, talented performers, like some of these people went to Juilliard yeah. and they're working with me. The best entertainers are the best performers. They know that, I don't even know how to describe it. There's a certain inner child or Authenticness? That's not a word. Realness? Yeah. Authenticity?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That they have to bring out when you really, really want to perform to the best of your ability. That would definitely (sighs) be hard.
1: And it is interesting when you say about like the inner child, about like being vulnerable. Mine is usually, don't Coley, that's too much. And I'm like,
0: Mm. stop telling
1: yourself that it's too much, that you're too much. It's like, it's okay. Yeah. Don't Uh be nice to that kid inside. Can we talk about Carmen? (laughs) okay I would love to meet her but she is like an Audrey Hepburn <laughs>
0: so
1: if you don't mind like could you just give us a little bit of scoop like when did you guys start dating what is her career what does she look like she's doing she's obviously a creative like you I've, I like yeah. looked at her little ramble site and like she's like a beautiful writer
0: I know she's so talented it's, it's crazy how talented she is <laughs> it was kind of funny how we met I followed her on Instagram for a while and Did you like DM her <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> But oh it was goodness. funny because her family came to Orlando for like a trip, mm-hmm. like a, just a family trip to Disney. I DM'd her and I said, hey, go on one date with me and then you never have to talk to me again. Oh my I gosh. literally said that. Bold moon. I know. But I don't know. I, worth I just it. Had to. it was so worth it. Went well. Now we're dating. She actually just graduated. She wants to write. That's what she wants to do. And oh,
1: she's going to be in. she's like natural at it. Like it's already in her bones.
0: You do need a meter because she's like a walking book. That's the only mm. way I know how to explain it. She's just filled with information, and she always presents it in a loving way. She's amazing.
1: Okay, how long have y'all been dating? Then are you? Is it like a year? To a be- year. Whenever you guys are in town, or if we're ever there, I definitely would love to meet her. I think that you guys are yeah. adorable together, and I'm so happy for you. Like, not that you didn't look happy before, but like you definitely can even tell, even following you online. Like, you look so happy.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. She's amazing.
1: I would guess just because like I had a person I could talk to Chris like throughout the quarantine and everything. But I'm guessing was that helpful to like have at least like one person. Not to like single shame people at all. But like I feel like it would be more difficult if you didn't have at least one consistent person to check in on you.
0: She for real was helping me so much. One of the reasons that I even thought about going to counseling was because of her.
1: I was going to ask you about that. Like what is that like in a relationship when one one of you says, Hey, I think I need to do some growing and developing and going to counseling.
0: She's been talking about it before we even were dating. And so she's a big advocate of that. Like I said before, I was like, uh, I don't know if that's for me, because I'm not crazy. I'm okay. I don't know. We just talked about it a lot. And she taught me this, that it's okay to do things that will make you a better you. Yeah. And that takes exercise, like you said, and growing and counseling is definitely one of those tools you can use to do that. We talked about that a lot. And I was like, let me do it. Let me try it out. And then ending up loving
1: it. I love that she's so supportive of that because I could see someone in a relationship become really insecure when Mm, they say, Hey, I think I need to go speak and share and they'd be like, well, what's wrong. And so I love that that was such a natural Step for you guys and that you were totally accepting cool I'm so proud of you like seriously friend to friend like even though we're recording like I really do mean this like that is some major life change that you're talking about I can totally relate I was even thinking about this of like last time we recorded I was like I am feel like a different person than when we last like saw each other like in person like so much growth my life of like who I am and what I'm doing and that feels like a totally different Coley
0: thank you for that but I wanted to say shout out to you because I've been listening to your podcast oh gosh and you seem very, and I mean this in the nicest way Hey, you ever. can shoot it straight but,
1: with me. Shoot it straight. No,
0: you just seem much more confident in your interviewing style now. Yeah. And I never could do it, but you're just killing it now. So, Thank you
1: so much. That yeah. means the world coming from you. I know that you are like, much braver and you have a lot more confidence that I like want but that is what I'm trying to do I definitely can tell I've grown but I feel like I still have a lot more to go thank you that means a lot to me because I really feel called to do this I'm trying to learn the best I can and just keep going I think that's the thing is like not stopping and just keep going
0: can I ask you a question because I remember I remember us talking about this last time Yes. do you feel like it's going better like the podcast is picking up you just kept talking about that I remember last time we talked like, you like, I don't know if I should be doing this I don't know if people will listen to this yeah um, it's funny because I still do that like
1: often <laughs> <laughs> but um, I will have to I will say that I walk into an interview with much more confidence. It's not even numbers-based, although my numbers do look a lot better. But it's the fact of that, like, I think the Lord has proven time and time again that, like, mm. I'm in this with you. And it may not yeah. look like everything that your friends are doing, and it may not be like what you expected to do, but you need to keep showing up. And also, I reward you being obedient. I feel like my foundation of that is a lot stronger but then sometimes when I have bad days I'm like ramming to prepare something I'm like why am I doing this me just getting better audio equipment <laughs> with the quality of the audio <laughs> I think it sounds a little bit better but I'm always like looking to grow in that as well
0: okay <laughs> well good <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah,
1: yeah. thank you for noticing that like that actually means a lot to me to, to hear that because that means I, I definitely like want to continue growing as well do you notice that with your music like do you feel like yourself as you write and you, oh, produce, yeah. and you being a personality are you always fine tweaking
0: oh yeah for sure i guess everybody does this every new year but i always try to think of myself this time last year what was i like as an artist yeah like, what was i doing what was i thinking how was i performing it's always very encouraging when i do that i don't think i've looked back on the year mm-hmm. and said oh i haven't grown and I think it's just important to do that self reflection sometimes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, I'm such an optimist where I'm I'm trying to, well, I, sometimes I cannot be an optimist, but usually I'm like, if I'm here, like I know that like it is only, I think that it's going to get better because if I, I look back and I'm like, okay, you were doing this and like you didn't f- know how that was going to work out and then like you kept going. Have you built a community of believers who have your back?
0: Yes, but it's much smaller than it was in Pensacola. Yeah. <laughs> the church that I go to in Orlando, I love it. It's called First Baptist church. Orlando. And it's huge. It's a really big church. I love how diverse it is. Mm-hmm. And not just people of color and white people and whatever. It's yeah. really diverse. Like there are really young kids going there. Mm-hmm. And there's really old people going there. And I love that. I definitely found I'm close to about three people that I would say are in my circle maybe that's just the getting older thing too Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: yeah Yeah, that (laughs) you're
1: like you don't have the energy to have 10 best friends and that is totally okay I feel that so strongly it's different it's a different season of life oh something that you mentioned within you notice like diversity among just different ranges of people I'm just gonna keep calling it like the awakening of 2020 with like the The Black Lives Matter yeah like like it really is like (laughs) it's like the Black Lives Matter movement but also my personal awakening of so many things. And that happened to me too, where I was not only communicating with my black friends, I just wanted to know like what they were feeling and during this season. But my senses have been so heightened to so many different People group that face oppression and that or face Mm -hmm. not being (sighs) yeah not
0: being
1: (laughs) (laughs) not being seen. Right after Ahmad Arbery died, I remember having a conversation with my small group, and I had a a friend who is Asian and another who is Latina that I just directly asked them and just said, "Hey, I am feeling this, and so obviously this is not your job to educate me, but I just want to let you know that I am so sorry for what you face that you never had Mm should have gone through before because being someone of a different ethnicity and someone who's non-white yeah i can't even imagine honestly what you've gone through what when you talked about that you have had faced such hate and that's pure evil and i like i cannot even imagine that and i have no words other than like you did not deserve that no one
0: deserves that
1: and it's it's evil it is truly demonic
0: i was also going to say when you were bringing up the awakening of 2020 i felt that way with how I view women in there. And I think it's now obviously having a girlfriend, thinking about the future and just thinking about how do I view women? I had to kind of change my way. Mm -hmm. I think of what I believed in because I definitely was taught. And one of the things that I'm ready for this to be over, this Southern teaching of women cannot be leaders Mm -hmm. or women can be leaders but not to the level of a man. Yeah. And I don't know, that was just something that I felt like was ingrained in me and I didn't even realize it. Because yeah. once again, if we're going to use the Bible as the example, there are so many women who are leaders in the Bible. I don't think I could even name you all of them, but there, there are so many Queens and disciples and leaders.
1: Yeah. And I mean, even kind of talking to where you're talking about the stereotype of like the Southern teaching. This is my opinion. So please do not people run with this. But this is my opinion (laughs) from what I have learned from different speakers and by actually reading the Bible. I think that Proverbs 31 woman has been so traditionalized and Americanized. What we know from tradition and from continual teaching is not what its original intent was because if you actually look at that from like Greek, um, no, that would be old Testament Hebrew. No. Yeah. Greek. I think it's Greek. Greek or Hebrew. Sorry. One or the other. But when you actually look at that from the original text, like how she's described is militant force. Like she carries so much strength, like the strength of an army. I mean, there is something to be said about that, like that she is a leader. She is strong. It has been sometimes even lost in translation of that. This is someone who has it all together and it's not, but she's also a force to be reckoned with. It's not just someone who is continually doing domestic work and preparing for her husband like she is seen as an equal in the community and someone and
0: even yes. as someone
1: in business you know yes I definitely was, agree with you
0: what was that lady's name like, I feel bad for not remembering this uh, but it's some lady and she's Lydia? like a business leader is it it is Lydia. is it the
1: purple cloth
0: yes yeah and she's like a leader in her community yeah but she was she also like like, yeah, PR marketing, like, Mr. exactly. <laughs> yes. I think it's so interesting and crazy that Jesus was hanging out with Mary Magdalene and his mom all the time, yes, and they were constantly around. Mm-hmm. And Mary was the first person that she saw. Jesus when he, yeah. he came back to life that was super interesting just kind of unlearning my southern heritage.
1: What does that look like for you in a very normalized situation like when you're in conversation with a coworker or you're going to get your groceries like what does that um, look like for you for what you've learned and how you see and view and treat women what does that look like in a daily practice? That's
0: a very good question. Definitely with Carmen seeing her as my equal. Mm. And by that I mean, I have had a problem when I would picture my future and my future wife and my future life. I would think of, okay, my wife is going to be at home and I'm going to be paying the bills, getting the money, doing whatever. But I always had this feeling (laughs) because (laughs) I love kids and I'm I'm a homebody. I always wanted to kind of, well, you know, it would be cool if I could just stay home. And, like, be the stay-at-home dad. But I felt like just the culture and what I was taught, that was wrong. Like, I should not think of myself that way as a man. I think that's wrong. I can be the stay-at-home dad.
1: Yeah, and you should even be allowed to have that thought and to feel that way.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It doesn't take away any part of you being a man that you would want to and have that thought or that desire.
0: Yes, and the way that I... I talk to kids now, especially. So, Carmen and I were talking about this. I think it's very interesting with little girls and little boys. When I have kids, which is going to be a long, 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 long time from now, but. Same if for on, yes. <laughs> if I have a daughter or daughters, I really want to teach them let your yeses be yeses and your noes be noes. And what I. I mean by that is this. I noticed that a lot of times with little kids, but especially little girls, there will be a grown-up or somebody will say, give me a hug. And then, the little girl will say no and maybe she's just playing around but Mm -hmm. she said no no should be no yeah and i think that right there is kind of something we drill into boys very early on let your yeses be yeses and your nos be nos but we don't really say that with girls a lot i think we should more
1: yeah you just touched on a on i can imagine people hearing this where they're like Ooh, yeah, because that steps on a lot of toes. Just you and I, we're not parents. I can't pretend to have the experience being at a family reunion and grandma wants to hug a kid. You know what I mean? And they're like, no, you know, so like, no, I yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I can't pretend to have that experience. But at the same time, like what you're saying has so much value absolutely agree like especially being that I was a young kid and there were times where I definitely didn't want to hug someone looking at what we just talked about where you said my self-confidence that probably could have stemmed from that and that and I'll I'll even I'll like up the ante and just say learning to for females not to have to feel like they have to apologize for things (laughs) because it's a it's actually a very real thing
0: it is its and I don't know where this comes from. Like, I'm very interested to learn where this teaching started from.
1: I mean, like everything against God's word, like the fall of the garden. I don't know other than that, because really, that's not God would never want that for people to like feel like they have to apologize all the time.
0: Yeah. I just think it's really interesting with women. And yes. I don't know if this is in a um, thing or if this is uh everywhere i feel like it's probably american thing but where did this come from though jesus definitely wasn't doing this yeah or teaching this
1: real talks with arthur rocker like for real hey (laughs) i love it i'm like so i this is this is good though because this is how i mean this is how, like, you can, if especially like when we all have these thoughts in private. And then when we go to talk with someone, I'm like, no, no, you notice it too, right? Like, I'm not the one who's feeling yeah. this way. There's so much reward and validation and like having these conversations it's yes. so true especially like even interesting of like your perspective being a black man and then like me being a woman yeah
0: exactly I think yeah. that's, an,
1: that's an interesting layer of like having these conversations this is a creative question tell me about the music videos the animation you seriously look like this could be turn into like a PBS kids show Bravo the Serenity video absolutely brilliant but then also oh, thank you. do you have a full video out for X Marks the Spot or is that just a little Not teaser? Yet.
0: Oh Not my gosh! Yet. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Tell me more, like why did you decide to go the animation route and also again, standing ovation for it because it is absolutely the coolest thing.
0: Can I be completely 100% honest with you and you're going to laugh at me?
1: Yeah, I probably won't laugh but go ahead, yeah. You're, you're going to laugh. But <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll laugh then. What is it?
0: My love for the arts in entertainment. I've always loved music and then I think later on, down the line acting became a thing. But I always had this fascination with cartoons. And I, and maybe this is every little kid, but I always wanted to be a cartoon. I always just wanted somebody to say, "Hey, we're going to make you a cartoon. Cool, I can do it." But Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> my roommate when I was in the college program for Disney. His name is Nick Daniels. He studied animation in school. Nick and I were talking just about life and whatever one night, because I didn't make the animation. He was like, I can do it. And I said, but but Nick, you don't understand. I kind of I want a lot, and I'm I'm crazy, and I just want it. I wanted to look like a show, and I yeah, wanted, yeah. and he it like, does look, it does look like a show. He killed it. Talked about everything that I like and what serenity means to me and the lyrics. It was really fun creating that with him because we literally broke down every single lyric. We tried to put it in the video, and he did. A phenomenal job at it. Wow.
1: Is he where we could like find him on social media or a website? Like, I'll link him in the show notes for more work that he's done. And we'll put the, we'll put obviously put the video where people can find it. I even can link it in my website. I can do that.
0: I'm pretty sure his Instagram is at Nick Daniels. Okay. But he spells his name N I C.
1: Oh, and okay. then
0: Daniels. Yeah.
1: Because when I watched it, I immediately thought of all of my heart loving Arthur on PBS. Really? You know, yeah. Because I, I, yeah. I am not a big cartoon fan right now in my life. Like I just, I watch mainly like either reality TV or whatever is popular Netflix, but I yeah. watched every episode of Arthur on PBS. And that it, to me, it was like you, you captured my love for music today meets the nostalgia of that show.
0: Yeah, thank you, yeah.
1: Yes, that is exactly what it encapsulated.
0: Thank you for that. It was amazing just to create that video, and it took forever. Nick would literally draw out everything. Shout out to all the animators out there, (laughs) (laughs) because... Their job is difficult.
1: That's so cool, though, that you like discovered that that was part of what you wanted to go after, though. I love that.
0: I was telling Carmen this. It's funny because when I was little, I hated this. But people would always say, Arthur, do you know who you sound like? Hmm. And I would say, who? And they would say, Eddie Murphy. And I was oh. like, I don't like that. I don't want to be Eddie Murphy. And then it's funny now because I kind of want to be like a voice actor because I just would love to be a cartoon.
1: You should do so. it. Well, I bet you could do something on the side with that. Seriously.
0: I should, shouldn't I?
1: You should create a I demo be- of yeah. all the different style of voices that you can have and do. I've tried to do that. I'll shout myself out. I'm on like voice.com because I want to do like little Ooh. Pictures, but no one ever like picks me up. So I like I'm like, dang, but I have Wait, a, what's just, voice.com. It's basically voiceovering for commercials, like people will hire you for different things. But I've had yeah. zero luck with it because because I need like one person to take a chance on me basically to take my shot. Yeah. Have you, wait, have you watched Hamilton by the way? I, well, I've been, like, I, I knew was, you were going to say
0: that. I was like yeah.
1: throwing away my shot. I was going to say like, I've been doing all these little references. There's that. And then also like the more you're recommended, the more, yeah. you know, the more resume, that's an option. Probably because you're more so an artist, like and you have all of this where if they looked you up online, they'd see like, Oh wow. Like they would probably pay attention to you. Like probably even more than me, I have to be honest, just because of all of the work that you've done, your like discography is really good. You know,
0: you're acting like I am so old and well, I'm complimenting I, you, but, I compliment also me, but you're making me feel like I'm 87 years old.
1: <laughs> you know that your work holds up, and it's very yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. You know what I yeah.
0: mean? Yeah, <laughs> I do that. There's this girl that I know at Disney, and she's done a bunch of voice actor work like she was like on Cartoon Network for Mm. it was like a small little role but that's cool cool yeah
1: yeah that'd be awesome you I could so see you doing that I hear all the voices that you do in your music too because the little layers oh yeah some of those could be characters in themselves
0: thank you when we created X marks the spot DMU Orlando like the music agency when I was recording obviously I'm in my little recording booth or whatever before that they only heard me perform live and they never heard me like perform in like a studio it's weird because i literally have to move and feel like i'm (laughs) acting it out yeah and Naturally, my voice just changes. I could hear them laughing like in the background. My voice will change like all the time. I don't know why I do that. But... Because
1: you're a voice actor. That's what you naturally uh, decide to do. Maybe it is calling. You're an yeah. entertainer. Like that is exactly like why you're good at what you do because you have such a wide range. Thank yes. you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like that is exactly, there's like some songs that in pop music that are more like ballads. When you sing, you always have your, like it's almost like a rap and it's like really fast but have you ever considered or maybe or even planning in the work where you would ever sing a more slower song that would really stretch you vocally even slower than what you're already doing
0: my goal when I was little was to be a Disney Broadway singer like that's what I wanted to sound like I have a weird voice so it naturally became me kind of rapping but kind of singing or that's my dream that's what I Want to do. And that's what I've been really working with with DME, My Voice.
1: I haven't heard you perform a song in that style of where it would be like where you would have to hold some really long notes, friends of friends, you know, f- and also yeah. a fan of your work. I feel like that would be just so cool to hear. Yeah. You have a beautiful voice. I Thank love you. when you're in your style, like how the music you're making is incredible, but because you're such a good vocalist and because of all the things that we were just saying of how like your voice is so diverse and you can alter it to do different things. I would just love to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
0: That that's, yeah. that's the dream. I love people. You know who Josh Gad
1: is. Maybe I do. I do. I've heard the name, but what does he do?
0: He's a dude who plays Olaf in Frozen.
1: Yes, 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 yes. That's, yes, I know who he is now. Yeah, I was like, I've heard that name, but I forget what he is about.
0: I love people like him because I guess it's a Broadway thing because he's from that Broadway community. They all have that similar sound where they're talking, but yet singing. Mm -hmm. And they can, like you said, hold a note, but it sounds like they're talking. I don't yeah. know. I just really want to be good at that, and that's what I've really been working on. So. It's well, one thing I know up. about yeah. you
1: is that like, once you set your mind to it, you will do it and you don't quit. Okay. And, like, That is something thank I you. so admire about you. That's and, true. And, thank you. and you've Definitely. encouraged me so much from the first day I met you. Like you've always like really encouraged me. And so like, I know that you're going to get it. And so that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Is there that Anything cool. else that you want to close with? I probably won't um, ask you the final question because you've been on the show before, but I will say thank you so much for being here. You know that I welcome you anytime. Like it is always thank like, You yeah. everyone loves you like when you come on like everybody literally loves it I am oh my gosh thank
0: you you. I love being here we always have good talks we do that's why I love doing this yeah
1: I would love it if it's like even more than an annual thing but it's definitely got to be like one time per season
0: yes (laughs) for sure yeah thank you for letting me do this once again
1: no problem and also um just continue with your journey it sounds yeah but like i'm really proud of you i hope that more people can find what you're experiencing of awakening just better and becoming more like like, right (laughs) thank you so much for that is arthur not the best you guys already know because you already love him he is one of my favorite people to speak to since we had him back on the show this season you know i'm gonna be calling him up for season four. Speaking of which, we only have a few more episodes left of season. We're going to be capping off the season at the 1st of December. There's only a few more, but man they are gold and I am so excited for you to hear from a few more friends before we move on in to the new year. Before I forget, the music you are listening to is from Arthur Rocker. This is his single with all the name drops. X marks the spot on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you stream your music make sure you follow him at the rocker arthur on instagram he is so fun to follow and always doing new things so make sure you check that out and if you have not already subscribed to the show make sure you go and do that leave a review it matters more than you know and keeping still with you on the podcast airwaves so we can get more people excited about life and most importantly jesus if there's anything that you need from me you know where to find me Coley Browning.com or you can find me on social media my handle is Coley Browning. feel free to dm me comment reach out to me make sure you thank arthur for coming on the show once again i am here for you and i'm always so thankful for you taking a moment out of your week to spend it with us please be encouraged be bold be brave be you and remember that he is still with you